me tell you about American Giant. American Giant is a company that has put its mission in people, put its mission in in towns, put its mission in pride and the pride that goes along with uh, doing a good day's work, working for something that means something, building something in your own hometown. Take pride in a hard day's work. Take pride that you build it with your own hands and you do it in America. That's American Giant. They make clothing and they are one of the very few that are really trying to turn things around in America by taking factories going out of business and retraining everybody and make great American clothing. Get your American-made t-shirt at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Get it now. Use my name, 20% off. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Now, if I said that I had gay sex and smoked crack with Barack Obama, would anybody pay attention to it? Of course they would. Of course they would. Um, But somebody else says it, and nobody pays attention. And I have a story, a like a 15-year story now on this. Finally, it comes to completion. I hate to use that with it, but we'll give it to you. And Well, I don't mean that either. Anyway, listen, I'm sure you're perfectly fine when national, you know, when a natural disaster strikes where you live, you know, because Joe Biden's going to pack up his beach towel and put his shirt back on and he'll be he'll be there soon with emergency food and everything else because working class joe leaves no man behind well well not at least not in rehoboth okay let's just say it because he's he'll get there soon if you uh believe any of that stuff uh you're nuts our nation is about to hit really tough times and if something happens there ain't nobody coming so my Patriot Supply is there. Save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit from my Patriot Supply. Be a blessing to others, not a burden. Be, take charge. Make sure your family is protected. 2,000 calories every day, optimum strength for stress. Stock up before there's some sort of bad thing that comes your way. Shipping is automatic. Your order ships fast, usually same day. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. So, Stu, tell me what you know about the guy who says I had sex with Tucker Carlson from the past, not what you know now. Well, I had never heard of a guy having sex with Tucker Carlson, and so that's that's another breaking news story. Well, we'll get to that one in a little little while. Believe me, the press will pay attention to that one. Um, Uh, I I I will say I've completely ignored the story. 
You've completely ignored. Completely the story. ignored it. Everything you don't you remember tell me, this story. I sort of remember the headlines. Never really cared about it. Okay. Uh, I so everything you were about to tell me is new information. Okay. So Stu has a very selective memory, and uh, this is one. <laughs> this is a story that it wasn't me, was it? Because uh, that would be. Yeah. Okay. It was you. I told you. All new information. All that crack. All that crack. You know, when you're on crack, you forget a lot of things. Uh, Okay. So anyway, um, this is a story that back in 2007, 2008, somewhere in that area, this story surfaced. And it is a guy who says, no, I had sex and smoked crack with Barack Obama. Now, these were the days where those things were crazy. I mean, I know they're run of the mill today, <laughs> but back in the old days, we didn't have presidents that were smoking crack and having gay sex that we know of. What do you think? What do you think that tall hat on Abraham Lincoln was? Hmm? Crack pipes. Anyway, uh, so I remember this coming out and we had no verification of anything. We never talked about it because we were, we looked, and I think I even said on radio at one point, guys, guys, we don't have to go to the gay sex crack pipe thing. There's enough on the Marxist front. And we were in the midst of fighting the Jeremiah Wright fight that the media also dismissed. Okay. They dismissed absolutely everything about Barack Obama because He was their candidate. Now, I have long forgotten about the gay sex thing with Barack Obama. Uh, But the man who's, I mean, it was a magical evening for him. He hasn't forgotten. Now, the reason this is a story today is because Barack Obama's old girlfriend received a letter from Barack Obama when they were dating and then they broke up. And I think this letter might have had something to do with it where he talked about thinking about having sex with men all the time. And uh, I mean, she just didn't think that that was, you know, her cup of tea. Uh, You know, she they had a lot in common. She also thought about having sex with men, uh, but didn't like her boyfriend to be thinking that way, apparently. So nobody in the press even asked her about it. That She's just turned over the letter because I don't even know who looked into it. Somebody looked into it and, and started going through and they found this trail led to her. Then the letter was produced and we now know. So this guy is going to be on Tucker Carlson. No, this guy is going to appear on the Twitter show that Tucker Carlson hosts. How's that? Is that better? Uh, Much. Yeah. And he's, um, well, let me just, here, here he is. You're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along this thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice, you did cook with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. He was asked the obvious question, what was Obama like on crack? 
Um, is it your sense that that sewer bomb is just transactional or that he's bisexual or like, what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. The guy's running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes. That seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Woo. Uh, that's a good way to wake up in the morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> it's just a regular run-of-the-mill Wednesday in America. Can re? Can is it possible mm. to rewind my life and delete the past five minutes? Is that possible? Is that something that's out there? Is that Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Is that a documentary? Can uh, we, wait, we could. Because I, I mean, be very soon I have a feeling in knowing less will. about this story. Can I know less about it? Well, here's why this story is important. Okay, Mm -hmm. and there's only one reason this is important, uh, because I don't care about anybody's lifestyle. Um, I do think it's interesting that the first black president, now some are saying the first gay president, um, but they don't know about Polk, uh, (laughs) is uh, is Barack Obama. He came out against all of this stuff. Okay, the the press, all they had to do was investigate. Now, there were so many things going on at the time. The Jeremiah Wright thing, I thought, was much more um, important. I don't know if we knew about the crack thing, but the gay sex we knew. Um, we didn't or We know. didn't know. I mean, we know a, yeah. this guy said it. Right. And that's why we never reported it. It was one source. Now, with the letter, that looks pretty, 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 pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Like, yeah, okay, probably happen um the reason why this is important is because times have changed so much the press did not pursue this story there was not one person in the press that decided on their own to pursue this story if this story would have come out with the letter in 2007 would things have been different Or would the press have said the same thing they said about Hunter Biden? I contend they would have done exactly the same thing they did with Hunter Biden. They would have claimed that this was not true. This is just a smear because he's black, blah, 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 blah. So has the media changed at all? Because they're still not reporting this. Now with the letter, they're still not reporting this. And again, this guy, he didn't have any credibility of me. I, I have no idea, you know, who he is. But the letter now gives this great weight. So they're doing the same thing. They're just ignoring this one, hoping that it will go away. And by doing so, half the nation knows something that the other half does not. By doing so, half the nation has information that the other side has no idea about, thus causing another fracture and balkanization. Because when you get together with somebody and you're having dinner, you know, Thanksgiving, and I hope this doesn't come, but if this comes up, you're going to have all the people uh, in your family say, there you go again, making stuff up. And being probably very, very upset about it. 
if I found out this about Donald Trump or anybody else, I would want to know it. I would want to know it. But they don't even get the ability to decide. The same thing is happening now with the government. You may not be able to decide if you can vote for Barack Obama or I'm sorry, Donald Trump or not. Because they know better. For the people who claim democracy is so important, they're trying everything they can to eliminate Donald Trump from the ballot, including telling states to remove him from the ballot, uh, trying to get him uh, under the 14th Amendment, which does not apply here, Uh, trying to put him in jail, any of these things. Just so you cannot vote for who you want to vote for. If that's Barack Obama, if, gosh, if that is Donald Trump, then it's Donald Trump. But trust the American people. But they don't. This should tell you everything you need to know about progressives and everything you need to know about the media, which are progressives. They don't think you're smart enough. They want to be the arbiter of the information that you get. Look at the CDC. I have no problem with the, C- with the uh, CDC. I don't like the way it was done, but I have no problem with drug companies trying to come up with a vaccine. I have no problem. What I have a problem with is they didn't even live by their own rules. Okay, so that would make me say, I'm not going to take this until other people have taken this. I want to see because that, that's this is first time ever this has been done. I don't think I'm going to take it. My problem is not with people who decided to take it or the people that were offering it. My problem was being forced. My problem was we know better than you. My problem was the FDA saying, you can't use these other options. Who the hell are you to tell my doctor? Who are you to tell my doctor that I can't take drugs that have been on the market for 100 years? Who are you? You know better than my personal doctor? How dare you? You should feel about Fauci and everybody else the same way you feel about Fauci and all those who tried to jam this down your throat and make you into a monster. You should feel the same way about the press. Because the press is also making all of your decisions by excluding information we, we have numbers, research com- has come out that shows 15% of the people that voted for Joe Biden, had they known about the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, had they been told about it, had they not been told that it was a Russian op, would have changed their vote and not voted for Joe Biden. Okay. They made the decision for you. You didn't need to know that information. There's one thing about. There's one thing about people. Not reporting because you have one source. 
I didn't report this story. It would come up and I would dismiss it. If it ever come up on the air, I would say there's enough with Jeremiah Wright. No need to go into that rumor. We don't know if that's true. It's another thing when you have physical evidence. The press's job is to look at everyone with equal eyes, but they don't anymore. If you're running, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If you're running and there's information out there, I don't want to hear all of the rumors and, and innuendos. But these large organizations have the people to do the research. They have the people to go and the resources to go and investigate. Thank God now the right has the resources. Back in just a second. First, let me tell you about Deborah. She lives in Massachusetts. She writes in to talk about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. And guess what? My hip pain, which I've been living with for years, is totally gone. I used to have a horrible time even sleeping because of the pain. But now all of that is gone. Thank you. Deb, thanks so much for writing in and giving Relief Factor a try. Relief Factor exists to give you back the life you love. So if you've been living in pain and you're ready to try something to get rid of it, please just give this a shot. They're not asking you to take it forever. They're not asking you to do anything except try it. Try it. Three-week quick start. Take it as directed for three weeks. If, if you're not feeling any different, then stop taking it. It's probably not going to work for you. But this is not a drug. This was something developed by doctors that work naturally with your body to, inf to fight inflammation, which ibuprofen does nothing for me. Nothing. Relief Factor actually has worked for me. Call 800, the number four, relief. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Maybe that's you. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. Now, the guy who is on with uh, Barack Obama um, has a lengthy uh, recorded criminal history. He was arrested in 81, larceny, convicted of 85, forging a check, sentenced to a year in jail in Florida. I mean, he's not necessarily uh, the best credible witness. So I don't know what we're supposed to get from this other than the lesson from the media. I'm interested to see how Tucker handles this, because if it's just salacious details, I think we heard them all. I mean, I don't want to hear any more than what we just heard. <laughs> um, but I'm anxious to see what his uh, what his take is on this. And here's the other reason why this matters. There is something really, really wrong in america we are turning a blind eye to pedophilia we're turning a blind eye barack obama didn't engage in pedophilia Stu's looking at me like what are you talking about what i'm saying is the press they don't report on things that they don't think is important 
or might hurt their side. And I don't know which one it is on this because we're not hearing the stories in mainstream media about all of the pedophilia that's going on in our schools now. Nobody's discussing the Epstein client list. Who has that? Sincerely, who has that? What format is that in? Is it a written book or is it digital? If it's digital, has anybody altered it? Where's the chain of custody? I'd like to know who handled it. How do we know it's the original list that was discovered if we ever see it? Who has seen it? What does it contain? Does it show which girls they favored or slept with? Does it have a list of the client's likes? Were there entries that denote Epstein might have recorded them? Because remember, he recorded all of this. Where are those tapes? Where are the record? Who has the ownership of all of this? Where are they stored? And what's going to be done with them? Why are we not getting any of those answers even asked? Why is no one asking those questions? There's new video out uh, from Ukraine that it is a guy who is accusing and it's the only this is the only source. So we don't know if this is true or not. But they just sealed the records on Prince Andrew and all of the charges and all of the information. They just sealed them until he's 105. Why? Why would your records be sealed if you were accused of this? I would say probably not. Why did they seal his? Why are there special favors being done for the elites? What does Epstein's book say about him? There's new charges out that he was in Ukraine just recently and he molested two girls and there is an eyewitness. Now, I don't know who the eyewitness is, but I heard his voice on tape talking about it. I've seen his shadow. He has reason to be afraid, but is that even true? When you start hiding evidence, when you start uh, stonewalling, this is why conspiracy theories grow. The only way is to root it all out. The Glenn Beck Program. When it comes to covering your car for expensive repairs, you probably have plenty of time to think about it. What could have been done differently when you're following that tow truck in a cab. But who wants to deal with that hassle? Especially when it is easy and affordable to have full protection that won't leave you hanging high and dry. Look, I know times are tight. I know every penny counts. Uh, for a hundred dollars, this is like um, this is like uh, you know catastrophic health care for your car. You have to have your car, right? And I know it's a hundred dollars a month. That's where they start. You can pick the care that is right for you. It's flexible, month to month. You're not in a contract, so you can stop at any time. But if your car breaks down today, it's going to cost a fortune. Fortune. Right now, if you get Car Shield. With all the inflation problems, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up, no matter how many claims you file. Never go up, even as mileage on your car increases. You have Car Shield coverage for as little as $100 a month. It is not a locked-in contract. 
Please find out if it's right for you. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. So I want to... I... I, I I want to go through some of the things that we're talking about and not as a smear on Barack Obama or anything else. Um, it's, it's really a how many times and how for how long has this media been doing this? You know, I felt as though they just started to get bad around the, you know, 2004 i'm not sure i'm not sure how much stuff have we found out even the government has been lying to us uh, you know about the kennedy assassination for the love of pete i mean those are big revelations and still holding things back they overclassify everything and then they leak what they want to a a docile press. There's no mainstream Western news outlets that are covering the story on the allegations against Prince Andrew. And it was on a, an Indian news network uh, from India. And they did an interview. The allegations uh, are that when Prince Andrew just did a visit in Ukraine, um, which was in June, that, Apparently, it was part of the delegation that visited during a British foreign minister uh, visit. And now he's facing serious allegations of abusing two children in a high profile club in Kiev. The allegations were uh, were uh, made by James Obasi. He's a Nigerian origin person who was entrusted with the responsibility of hosting the British delegation at this club. He said that he was an eyewitness to the entire incident. He said he was instructed to take good care of a VIP guest and that the VIP guest was Prince Andrew. He said he saw two children being brought to the prince. One was a 10-year-old boy. The other was a 12-year-old girl. Um, he was working at the club. He says that Prince Andrew asked him to arrange some food and drink for the two children. Uh, he saw that Prince Andrew was behaving in an objectionable manner, and uh, it went from there. He was told to leave the room. He came back uh, about an hour later, and the children he found in critical condition, hardly any clothes. Um, he tried to take care of the children. Uh, security personnel took them uh, away. They did go to the hospital. They did have injuries. Uh, but the news you're going to get here in America. And I don't know if that's true yet, but is anyone actually following through on any of this? There is a real, there's real evil. Evil exists. And the press is not only just trying to, you know, destroy Donald Trump or to make some people look like terrorists, et cetera, et cetera. But they are also covering for real evil. Here's what was in uh, Newsweek yesterday. Files relating to Prince Andrew's trips uh, as a UK trade envoy will be kept secret by the British government until 
2065. Hmm. Ordinarily, documents, government documents, declassified after 20 years, but he'll still be alive. And so they're going to give him until 2065 on that. Here's why this is so dangerous. Everything that you have trusted uh, is being is being perverted. ADL. I always had a good feeling about the ADL. I was wrong. Maybe they changed, but I was wrong about the ADL. Uh, and I know this because the ADL led charges against me saying that I was an anti-Semite. This destroyed my credibility and, uh, you know, willingness of people to stand next to me because I was an anti-Semite, apparently. I want you to listen to this story from the L.A. Times. Listen to how this is written. Elon Musk has long been known for blaming everyone else but himself for the various fiascos visited upon his companies. Meddlesome bureaucrats for COVID-related production slowdowns at Tesla. Uh, the Pentagon and conniving rivals for the loss of a government contract by SpaceX. Nasty, woke advertisers for the decline of X. So what were the chances he would get around to blaming the Jews? Based on the evidence at hand, 100%. Sally Times. Over the weekend, Musk launched a ferocious, spittle-flecked attack on the Anti-Defamation League, which describes itself accurately enough as a global leader in combating anti-Semitism, countering extremism and battling bigot uh, bigotry wherever and whenever it happens. This is the, let me say, uh, ferocious spittle-flecked attack on the ADL from uh, Elon Musk this weekend. The ADL, because they are so aggressive in their demands to ban social media accounts for even minor infractions, are ironically the biggest generators of anti-Semitism on this platform. Musk decided, going back to the L.A. Times, Musk decided that the ADL is responsible for, in his words, most of our revenue loss at X. Giving them maximum benefit of the doubt, I don't see any scenario where they're responsible for less than 10% of the value of destruction, so $4 billion, according to Musk. He asserted that the U.S. advertising revenue at X is down 60%, primarily due to pressure on advertisers by ADL. That's what advertisers tell us, according to Musk. So they almost succeeded in killing X slash Twitter. Then he tweeted that he has no choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the Anti-Defamation League. Not to put a fine point on things, says the L.A. Times, but all of this shows Musk to have gone utterly off the rails and over the edge of conspiracy-mongering paranoia. It is the most extreme outburst of anti-Semitism by a purportedly mainstream public figure in more than 100 years. Really? Musk hates spasm, easily outflanks the previous champion of public anti-Semitism, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who was caught on tape in July arguing that COVID-19 was targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. While Now, that's in a quote. Then they add, while leaving uh, Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese relatively immune. 
Did he say that? If he said that, why isn't it in a quote? It's as if Musk challenged Kennedy's effort to seize the anti-Semitism crown by saying, oh, yeah, watch this. Musk's outburst makes the position of Linda Yacanero, uh, the formerly respected, the formerly respected entertainment executive who accepted the job of ex-CEO to restore the platform to the good graces of corporate advertisers, hopelessly unattainable. Why she doesn't resign is a mystery. Do you hear the power of that? She used to be credible, but now the LA Times is saying she's not credible because she's working with him. His words should also prompt the federal government to question his suitability and that of his company, SpaceX, to hold government contracts of any kind. Got that one? To clear our pat- platform's name on the matter of anti-Semitism, it looks like we have no choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the Anti-Defamation League. Oh, the irony, said Elon Musk. The ADL, because they're so aggressive in their demands to ban social media accounts for even minor infractions, are the biggest generators of anti-Semitism on this platform. He was responding to a tweet quoting the far-right conspiracy monger Alex Jones calling the ADL the most pro-Hitler organization I've ever seen. So now we're... Okay. He further implied that the ADL is somehow complicit in creating the very thing they complain about. Musk implicitly endorsed the hashtag ban the ADL, advocating banning the organization from X by replying, perhaps we should run a poll on this. Surely he knows that his right wing followers would swamp any such poll on the yes side. So are you now claiming that all people on the right are anti-Semitic? Because as you know, the recipient of the Defender of Israel Award I take umbrage to that. It is crystal clear that X's revenue problem is Elon Musk and his policies. He has welcomed dispensers of anti-Semitism, racism, and other varieties of hate speech back onto the platform while amplifying misinformation about purported COVID treatments and homophobic slurs retailed by conspiracy movements such as QAnon. Corporate advertisers in the consumer market don't need the ADL to tell them that it's bad for their brands to be associated with a social media platform bristling with neo-Nazis and other denizens of the cultural underworld. Listen to this. This itself is defamation. It is true that the ADL has had its eyes on Musk and X for some time. That's because the platform's contract, uh, content moderation policies have fostered a documented surge of hate speech since Musk acquired it last October. In March, uh, ADL reported Twitter had refused to remove tweets or accounts that incited violence against Jews. Two months later, it followed up with a report that Musk's decision to reinstate 65 Twitter accounts that had previously been banned for hate speech had contributed to the anti-Semitism surge. The tweet and reply threads of many of these accounts, the ADL found, had become magnets for vile anti-Semitic content. They were rife with such familiar anti-Semitic tropes as conspiracy theories about George Soros. That's not a conspiracy theory. And it's not anti-Jewish. 
This is what Elon Musk says. This is what he's talking about. To say that it is you're being anti-Jewish for stating the facts that George Soros and his family play a big role in controlling global politics and the media. That, that's not because he's Jewish. That's because he's an evil SOB. That's why. And the reason we part of the reason, at least why we know that is because he's written op eds in the Wall Street Journal about it. Yes. And he has he's put many of our prosecutors, our local DAs all over the country in the worst now crime ridden cities. It has his name on it. His organization wrote the checks. We are we are at a. uh, We're headed towards a collision. The intersection of America. We are headed for a real collision. And make no mistake, only one side will be standing. It's probably best that you choose the side that you're standing on and then stand up and let your voice be heard peacefully. Let your voice be heard. You have a choice now to, uh, you know, what you're going to feed your family. Giving them the best isn't always the easiest thing, especially with food prices being as high as they are right now. But the good news is you can give them the best when it comes to the meat you buy when you use Good Ranchers. Did you see that study that just came out said only 17% mainly men eat most of the meat? 17% of American men are eating most of the beef in America? I don't think so. When you subscribe to any of the monthly meat boxes from uh, Good Ranchers, you're going to get two years of free ground beef. That's 144 meals that you don't have to pay for. And the extra values, Good Ranchers spends their own money to provide 10 meals per box you order for Americans in need. That means they're giving out 240 meals over the course of your subscription. That is the American spirit. Head on over to Good Ranchers. Backing our ranchers and our farmers. Use the promo code BECK. Get 25% off any box. Plus, get two years of free ground beef with your order. And serious, serious, great American beef locked in price. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. GoodRanchers.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. You know, the whole thing on Elon Musk is, again, you, the trusted people that you have always trusted, you can't trust. I don't know the last time somebody trusted ADL, um, but you can't trust them anymore because everybody has a different agenda. At the same time, they're going after Musk with clear threats, I believe. Joe Biden yesterday nominated the Secretary of Treasury, Jack Lew, as his new am- ambassador to Israel. Now, here's a guy who defended Barack Obama's nuclear deal with Iran, uh, the 2016 decision not to veto a U.N. Security Council resolution condemning Israel, saying, you know, I don't think it's helpful that America is the only one always standing by their side. Um, He did not want to recognize uh, Jerusalem as the the capital city. Uh, He's 
constantly criticizing Benjamin Netanyahu. And he is the guy who uh, is replacing the other ambassador that Biden appointed, who is who is called in Israel the arsonist in chief for his role in encouraging the opposition protests in Israel. So here's a Jewish state, the home of Jews, the only place where they can defend themselves because that's their country. Without that country, they got nothing. You're right back to the programs and the, and the ghettos and everything else. The people that are against Israel, uh, they are beyond question. Really? They're not anti-Semitic. I know, I know. Jack Lew is an Orthodox Jew. Yeah? So? He hates, apparently, the Jewish state, or has been against the Jewish state in many circumstances. But they go after Elon Musk and leave this completely alone. Journalists... Do you ever do your job? Ever? Yeah, we found out that Mitch McConnell, that we, we listened to the doctors yesterday, he didn't have a stroke, and he doesn't have Parkinson's, and he hasn't had a seizure. Okay, what did he have? What happened? The Glenn Beck Program. A few weeks ago, talking about, um, you know, with my wife about needing a landscaper, etc., etc. My wife said, go to Public Square. Okay. This is where you can find people that share your values. For years in this country, we've looked the other way, and we just, we're doing business with just anybody because we didn't think they hated our guts. I want you to join me and millions of patriotic Americans who love the truth, love our country, love the Constitution. It's publicsq.com, public square, publicsq.com. It's an app and a website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from different industries, businesses that value life and family and freedom. So if you're looking for coffee, clothing, skincare products, eat at a restaurant and you want to know the best one around you, you can find it at publicsq.com. Public Square offers discounts to some of your favorite businesses so you can save money while shopping with companies that, again, don't hate you. Download the app and join today. It is free. PublicSQ.com. PublicSQ.com. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, Enrique Tario sentenced to 22 years in prison. The case apparently is that he was the leader who intentionally got himself arrested before so he could hang out in Maryland so he wasn't part of any of it 
and it would make him look innocent. I haven't heard the facts on on that one, but that's wow, that's quite a conspiracy there. 22 years in prison. This has let uh, the uh, the former uh, U.S. Assistant Attorney Andrew Weissman. He said yesterday. Trump is going to get a significant jail sentence if this is what they're handing out for this guy. Again, what is the connection? And they're speeding the trial for Donald Trump. It's got to be done, you know, right. It's got to be done right, right after the first of the year, right into the election season. But this guy's waited two years to be sentenced. And there are still others that have been sitting in jail for almost two and a half years and they haven't had a trial yet. What the hell is going on? Well, we'll tell you, a guy who's really been following this and is under investigation himself for racketeering, we'll give you the full details on that, investigative journalist and Blaze Media contributor Steve Baker joins us in 60 seconds. Michael lives in Connecticut. He wrote in to tell his experience about uh, Relief Factor. He said, Relief Factor helped to almost completely eliminate my elbow pain when I, when I couldn't find another solution. It's a great product, helps so much with other aches and pains as well. I started Relief Factor. Uh, since I started, I feel like I have more energy. I generally feel better. Thank you so much. Michael, it is the reduction of inflammation in your body. It is the cause of most of our pain, also most of our illnesses as well. It exists to give you back the life you love. Try the three-week quick start. It's 1995. More than a million people have bought Relief Factors Quick Start. Try it for three weeks. About 70% of them go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. ReliefFactor.com. Steve, investigative uh, journalist, Blaze Media contributor Steve Baker joins us now. Welcome. Thanks, Glenn. It's good to good, be here. Yeah, good. First time we've met. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I've never met anybody that was charged with racketeering. Have I? He looks dangerous. He does. He, does. he looks mm-hmm. like a racketeer. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> you were. They actually said they were going to come after you because you have the January had the access to the January sixth footage, right? Well, this uh, original assault on my freedom. No other way to. Uh, characterize it happened two years ago i was there at the capitol i was there covering it as a journalist that day i did what every other journalist would do that had a camera and a microphone and a tripod i wandered around and followed the story where the story went the story went into the building and myself and between 80 and 100 other journalists also followed the story into the building Uh, those independent journalists who have been jacked up legally obviously did not file their stories the next day with the right you know, media outlet. And then, of course, those who did, none of them have faced any uh, criminal penalties or investigation whatsoever. So uh, fast forward eight months from then, I got the call from the uh, the FBI. I asked them, what took you so long? And then a couple of months later, they did the interview with me a month after that. And this was November of 21. They actually notified my attorney that I was going to be charged within the week, quote unquote, and that one of those charges was going to be for interstate racketeering. Now, not a single other January 6th defendant of any type has ever even been threatened with racketeering in so this whole how, dragnet. <laughs> how, how, how do they, what, based on what? 
Well, the only thing that we were able to surmise, and this was a, uh, an educated guess, was because during my FBI interview, uh, they asked me what I had done with my videos. And I said, well, I did what everybody else uh, does. I licensed my videos. Uh, my videos have been used uh, by HBO for their documentary, New York oh Times for their documentary, gosh. such and such and such. And, and the, the, the FBI agent went, how, mu- how much did you make? And I looked at my attorney and I said, I don't have to answer that question. Do I? He said, no. And next thing I know, my attorney gets an actual U.S. code violation number that they were going to charge me with. And it was, in fact, a interstate racketeering felony charge with a potential prison sentence of 20 years. So now you didn't hear anything from 21 until recently. Yeah, they 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 went silent. We immediately launched a, a better lack of a better way to put it, a media offensive. I sent out over 200 press releases right after we were notified that I was going to be charged within the week, quote unquote. And I, I think we successfully backed them off. At least they took my file and put it on the bottom. Mm. Uh, this particular uh, assistant U.S. attorney did anyway. And so we didn't hear the, from them again for over 20 months. And then a month ago, we get a subpoena and what does it say what do you have to do i had to bring i had to turn over all of my videos that i had taken that day and the interesting thing about that is and of course we had several not only my attorneys but other experts look at the subpoena and said they said oh yes this is about you because if they were if they were bringing you in the grand jury was bringing you in they would have subpoenaed you directly to testify in somebody else's case but because they didn't bring you in and they they are Asking but for, for your evidence, your evidence, mm-hmm. it's about you. And of course, a jury, a, a grand jury is not convened for misdemeanor charges. How does that feel? Uh, I have good days and bad days. I, I mean, obviously, it's not it's not anything I want to go through. I pray every day, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But then on the good days, I'm ready to fight whatever it is. It is absolutely incredible what's going on we were just talking about the adl and their fight with elon musk but we know that's coordinated from the left or we have you know great suspicion uh that that's all a a coordinated attack look at you know we've said if they can do this to donald trump they'll do this to anybody well they're now doing exactly the same thing to elon musk i'll show you the man go find the crime uh and and here you are just a journalist, regular guy. But did you get uh, did you get the call from you know I, I don't even know the the Proud Boys and the Hoods or whoever it was that organized this whole thing? No, this is what makes a interstate racketeering charge uh, ridiculous on its face. Is that requires collusion, coordination, basically a conspiracy with others in order to initiate some sort of racketeering plan. And the reality is, is that by myself, I crossed a state line from North Carolina into Virginia into D.C. to uh, do nothing more than document an event that was taking place. And and quite frankly, I'm not and have never been a Trump supporter. So this is Mm. interesting, again, on another level. And so when that happened and we got this particular charge, the only thing I could think of is who are they going to connect me to? I've never been in contact with a Proud Boy or an Oath Keeper or anything of that type in my life. Now, once the trials started and I started covering the trials and covering January 6th events, I've I've talked to quite a few of them. How many people are in jail still without a trial? 
I don't know that number. Uh, it is. Uh, it's not as big as we maybe think it was. There, they have. They five have, would be. Yeah, outrageous. it's too many. But there's more than that. There's. There's. They've arrested over 1,100 now. They. They are obviously ramping up now because they got that huge new uh, uh, funding boost in the last omnibus bill back in that 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus, omnibus bill omnibus bill last year and then as a result of that they have the funding now that they believe they can go after another 2,000 people 1,200 to 2,000 people holy cow and yet the ones who cut down one of the fences we showed this video last week cut one of the fences was there we have his face the guy up on the tower we have his face uh, the pipe bombers. Nobody seems to care about those guys in in uh, the Department of of uh, Justice. Nobody nobody seems to be even. They they've never posted their faces on the most wanted list. We've asked questions, obviously, about all of those. We've we've done our own investigations. Uh, some of us have run our own uh, facial recognition software. Obviously, they have better facial recognition software at, yeah. at the Department of Justice and the right. FBI. And and we've also seen many of these characters using their phones while on the Capitol campus. So mm-hmm. they are really proud to roll out as evidence in these trials this geofencing software mm-hmm. that they have, and they can track people down. And they're really proud to roll that out. But when we point out the clear facial uh, high definition photography of an individual and using their phones. And then we ask why they don't know who it is. Oh, well, yeah, we, we don't know. We just, we just, we don't, we just don't know. Okay. So Henry Enrique Tario yesterday, former chairman of the proud boys sentenced to 22 years in prison, 22 years. Tell me this case. He has a, a checkered background. You start there. He's been in trouble with the law mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times before. He's actually done time in federal prison for a, another conspiracy charge. Uh, I forget the exact details of the case, but it was some sort of medical device rebranding that he was doing that they had it was stolen goods, and they he, he got jacked up for okay, that. Okay, but not against the government. But not against the government. Okay. And it was a federal charge, and he did spend time in federal prison. And then he became an informant after that, and he actually began informing on other criminals in the circles that he ran in. And then as a result of that, uh, he – was considered by many of the people, even in the Proud Boys, first of all, they didn't think he would ever be arrested for this. They thought that probably he was a CHS himself, confidential mm-hmm. human source for the FBI or some government agency. So there was always that conspiracy and always that mm-hmm. suspicion about him leading up to this. And then he was arrested. And then there was the suspicion was, well, they'll never go through with it or he'll somehow get out on it, get out of it. And of course, now after the the conviction and the sentencing, the conspiracy still <laughs> persists because they say, okay, well, he'll, he'll get sent to some, uh, you know, white collar uh, country club uh, facility and so be out in a couple of years. With in reason, um, he probably was not a confidential human source on this. Then I don't think he was. I yeah. think, I think that in this particular case, he did. In fact, uh, he escalated very quickly because he didn't join the proud boys. till just, I think, 2017 18 something like that wow he escalated in leadership very quickly and then once he reached the top uh and took over the reins of it he was he was uh uh you know he was an active voice as a lot of these people who are being convicted they're being convicted for their scary words a lot of those words are rather um founding fatherish uh mm-hmm. they're very revolutionary type mm-hmm. words that we've heard and read and seen before and 
some of us use the use that language. And so a lot of these people are being much more severely punished for their words than for their deeds, because obviously he did not tear down any fencing that day. He did not participate in violence that day. He wasn't in D.C. that day at all. So the only thing that they were able to convict him of was his scary words. And ultimately, the conspiracy of having planned the event, but the FBI never was ever able to produce actual evidence of a written or verbal plan of of a conspiracy to attack, assault, take down the Capitol, stop the electoral uh, oh. uh, ratification. And that was the same exact thing that they did in the uh, Oath Keepers trials. These guys were con- convicted of seditious conspiracy, but it was a what they called an implied conspiracy. It was a thought crime. It was not <laughs> what? an explicit conspiracy. So there's no text from Enrique Tarrio saying, hey, this is the day. This is when we're going to do this. Like, you guys should go into the Capitol. We need to stop this vote from happening with any, any, at any, any expense. Means any means There's uh, nothing like that? Largely what he was convicted for was not what he did in advance. It's what he said afterwards. Something to the effect, hey, you know, I'm proud of you guys. We did this. You know, good job. That that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot more uh, evidence that could be construed. And particularly, let's be honest, a D.C. jury is not hard to convince. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and I, can, I can talk a week about just that alone, having sat through these trials myself or some of them. And as a result of that, the uh, uh, and some of these words that he used, I think it was easier to connect him to an implicit uh, plan uh, than, than it was for the Oath Keepers because they had nothing. I sat there every single day for nine weeks in that trial, watched it up close and personal, and the prosecution, the government, was losing that case. Two, two weeks into that trial, they were getting their butts handed to them by the defense because every single FBI agent, seven or nine of them, testified under cross-examination that they had never seen a written or verbal so evidence. what the hell happened? Well, they switched the, the government switched gears and they went from the explicit their effort to convince the jury of an explicit crime, an explicit conspiracy, to they literally switched gears and then started the process of going for the implicit, the implied conspiracy, and literally saying in the trial that it was hatched in the moment on the steps at the Capitol that day because they had nothing, no planning in advance whatsoever. Jeez. Okay, more more in. <laughs> Good heavens, more in just a second. Um, if you want a great deal, Mike Lindell is giving a great deal on my pillow in the spirit of giving back. Mike wants you to know that the six piece towel set is back, selling at an amazing low price. It's going to go fast. The set comes with two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically, it retails for about 80 bucks. For a limited time to celebrate the restock here, you can get this set for $39.99 with the promo code BECK. That's 50% in savings. They're machine washable. They're durable. They come in multiple colors. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Get 50% off this six-piece towel set. Deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get it. Now, 10 seconds, station ID. This is great. So the judge said yesterday that he is the ultimate leader of the conspiracy. 
Um, he said, I don't think this is super debatable. How, how there's no evidence. There's literally no evidence, right? Other than scary words. Uh, he was the ultimate person who organized and was motivated by a revolutionary zeal. Yeah. Um, so they give him uh, uh, 22 years. He he was also they up the charge by adding terrorist charges. Right. Right. OK. No, this- <laughs> I just want to say, remember when we used to talk about this right around the Patriot Act time? They're defining terrorists and everybody's gung ho. But soon it won't take much to call you a terrorist. So here we go. So this is what the judge explained to Tario's defense attorney yesterday. Very explicitly said to him, even though he wasn't there, talking about Enrique Tario, there to tear down the fences, to breach the building, to bust in a window, the fact that his co-conspirators as charged were in fact found guilty of that and they were able to use literally the act of shaking a little temporary black fence and then ultimately some other people tearing it apart that the act of shaking that fence qualified them for the terrorism enhancement penalties to their charging and their sentencing rather and so the judge said yesterday he said in uh, in response to tario's defense attorney he said i Sorry, but the the jury found you guilty of this, and even though you weren't there, they said, but he didn't do those things. doesn't matter if the jury found you guilty, and because your co-conspirators did those things, you are equally equally culpable. (laughs) Now, this was a uh, Judge Kelly is a Trump-appointed judge. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, There's a new study out says that uh, two-thirds— Two-thirds of D.C. residents say they would convict Donald Trump uh, in his prosecution over the challenge of the 2020 presidential election. So two-thirds, 64 percent of residents of D.C. say they would convict the former president compared to eight percent who said they would acquit him and 28 percent who said they were unsure. How could you possibly get a fair trial in Washington D.C., it's it's worse than that, Glenn. It's it's first of all, ninety two point five percent of the voters in D.C. voted for Biden. So just begin there. In the first Oath Keepers trial, there was a scientific poll. I forget which, which organization did it that showed that ninety five and a half percent of D.C. residents in the jury pool were predisposed to the Oath Keepers' guilt. The same polling agency polled outside of the Beltway and in the rest of the country, it came in at about 55%. And of course, obviously the attorneys and every one of those attorneys filed for change of venue. It was all denied. They're going to keep that in DC because it's a, it's a slam dunk for the prosecution there, but they're not going to let them move that out. And then when you get into the jury selection process itself and you start and you listen to the interviews of the juror, prospective jurors, they participated in uh, BLM marches, uh, you know, um, Every type of leftist organizational march that happens on the mall there, uh, they're, they're, they're probably involved or are very closely involved or maybe 50 to 100 percent of their income is coming straight from the government itself. Uh, as you know, everybody's money comes from the government if you live in D.C. in some way or the other. And so it's very, very difficult to find a quote unquote jury of your peers in that cir- circumstance. All right. Um, I want to talk to you. I want to go back and talk to you about. 
what they're doing with Trump, what this means. If you think that there would be a change in venue, because it sounds like you don't think that <laughs> he'll get one even. Uh, and the other people that have been scooped up into this, 2,000 additional people, what are they going to be charged with, in your opinion? Back in just a second with more from Steve Baker, Blaze Media contributor, investigative journalist, who is uh, talking about the sentencing of 22 years in prison for the former Proud Boys leader. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I've been singing American Financing uh, praises for over a decade now. They've been in uh, business longer than that. It's been two decades. Um, If you are looking down the barrel of, you know, your expenses being higher than what you're taking in, and it's because you have high interest credit cards, the average credit card now is north of APR, north of 20%. And it's only going to get worse. If you have high credit card debt and you have huge APR numbers, please consider doing a remortgage of your your home. If you can get that from 20% or 25% down to 6%, that is a huge, huge savings. Also, if you don't have the credit score to qualify, American Financing can run you through their credit care program. It's free, and it will help you boost your credit score. Do everything you can to get good credit and to pay those bills down. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Just use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. The economy is doing fine. Everything is great. Don't listen to your wallet. Don't notice the gas prices or the grocery bills or that darn mortgage payment. Repeat after me. Everything is fine everything is fine more and more americans are living paycheck to paycheck credit card debt is skyrocketing inflation is still driving up prices i'm going to explain all of this to you tonight i'm going to the chalkboard and i'm going to explain why this is happening exactly how it's happening what they're doing to fight against it and the things that they don't want you to know Tonight, you don't want to uh, miss Bidenomics fixed the economy. It's a fixed economy. Why is your wallet on fire if it's been uh, fixed by Biden? You'll find out tonight at 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. That's 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join us at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10% now. Blazetv.com. Okay. We are uh, we're spending time on the sentencing yesterday of the guy who used to be the head of the Proud Boys uh, for 22 years. We're talking to Steve Baker. He's investigative journalist and Blaze Media contributor. Um, He has been in the courtroom watching this, documenting it. He has seen the videotapes. When are you going to get access to the Capitol videotapes again? Are you? Yes. Just yesterday, I was notified by a House administration staffer that oversees that project that we are being granted access again next week under the new uh, media guidelines. 
And how long will it take you before we have a story from you on that? We, we already have basically all of the camera numbers and the time codes of everything that we need. I need a minimum of two more days in the video room to kind of tighten it up around the edges. And, you know, it all has to be buttoned down. It has to be perfect. Or we can't we can't roll this out without you know coming under incredible scrutiny, oh, yeah, criticism, that sort of thing. Yeah, and so um, I, I figure in two more days that we'll have everything that we need, and then we have to go through the process, unfortunately, of getting Capitol Police approval of the <laughs> actual clips that we're asking for, and, and and that that is unfortunately part of the problem. Now, the stated reason, of course, for going over all of the requests that I will be submitting them is for security reasons. Mm-hmm. As you saw when Tucker rolled out his uh, videos mm-hmm. uh, on that one night, there were some things that were blurred out and there were some other things that were denied. And then that's been the case with some of the other independent journalists who have had access to this video. There's actually only been five of us so far. But the the reality is, is that they can deny anything that they want to deny. Um, and I have covered us by putting other eyeballs on this. So mm-hmm. there are other individuals that I brought into the video room to put their eyeballs on and to see what I saw. So that if, in fact, we are denied witnesses specific video, we will have people who said, nope, that's exactly what Steve saw. Okay. Um, Well, good luck on that and and stay safe. I know that you went to Jim Jordan and you said, Jim, you cannot do weaponization of government unless you do January 6th. This is the head of the snake. Why did you say that? I, I went to him because we had learned through sources that that uh, Representative Jordan had no intention of using weaponization committee uh, as a tool to investigate anything to do with January 6. Now, the reason for that is polling is so bad, especially among the, the donor class. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a very low regard for what happened that day, as we all do. None, yeah. none of us are supporters of what happened that day, but they they kind of want it to be something to be left into the past as we've heard from one of our presidential candidates, and they want to look to the future. And this was the approach that Jim Jordan was taking. Unfortunately, as he got into this, every single uh, weaponization committee that they've had an actual hearing on so far, whether it was FBI whistleblowers, IRS whistleblowers, whether it was Christopher Wray, it all came back to January 6th, every single one of them. And when I had the opportunity finally to meet with him, the first thing that I said to him, this is this was my lead line. I said, with all due respect, sir, you have no idea what you're doing if you don't address January 6th, because ultimately this is going to explode and this is going to become a part in a process of all Americans' lives if we allow the precedence that's being set in federal court in D.C. right now to become the law of the land because 90% of the sentencing upgrades, the penalties that are taking place, have more to do with speech than they do with the actual actions and activities of the defendants. And it is all past speech. It's past the event so far. Some right? of it, some of it is before, some of it's during, and some of it is is afterwards. It's it's a it's a mix of all that. It's and, just speech. Yeah, but but it is. Uh, for instance, if you marched through the Capitol and you chanted USA USA as you took a couple of selfies, then you were uh, held to a higher standard than if you just went in and took a couple selfies and kept kept your mouth shut. And so that has been part of the issue. So is chanting USA, USA, USA in the nation's capital 
a crime in and of itself or worthy of a um, uh, felony enhancement to your charges? You know, going into the Capitol, I, I, I mean, I think we I don't think anybody in America has changed on the way they felt on January 6th. You watch that and everybody I know said that was an absolute disgrace. That's yeah. not who we are. And anybody who is involved in any of the really bad stuff, they should all go to, to jail or prison. Where I think the American people, and this is this is what the left doesn't understand, or I should say Democrats don't understand, we're still against all of that. We still feel that that yeah. was a dark, dark day. However, there are so many questions now about cover-up, uh, about why haven't we found the ones who are on videotape clear as a, as a bell on pictures, we can't find them. We can't find them even though they were on your cell phone, as you were saying earlier. So we have a problem with, wait a minute, there seems to be a lot more going on here than anybody is, is letting on to. Um, and then going after grandmas and everybody else. If you just walked into that Capitol uh, and you were chanting USA, USA, it didn't mean that you were part of any of that you know where where is the where is the flag being raised for the trump people that were trying to pull those people down from breaking mm -hmm. the windows there was clearly just because you were there didn't yeah. didn't i mean it was stupid to be there but you know you didn't do anything criminal this if these are allowed to stand this means that whatever you say but for instance let's just flip the 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 uh, narrative as you were watching Minneapolis burn to the ground and you said, good, get the cops. And you were in Atlanta. Yeah. You had nothing to do with it. They could come and nail you. They could. But would they? Right. <laughs> Not this DOJ. But I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying you but don't want this precedent set. Because if it stands, somebody else gets in and it can absolutely reverse that. That's absolutely correct. And and that was the moment of hope that I had is when I did have my face to face with Jim Jordan. I, I got through to him and he wrote my name and number down. And then as a result of that, I've been now working with the weaponization committee investigators. I talk to them every day. Do you think we're going to get do you think I mean, this is so deep. The corruption is so deep. Do you think we're going to be able to root this out? I think we just need a couple of big reveals and, 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 and that will force the rest of the nation to take a moment, hit the pause button in, in their own feelings. And what would those reveals be? I, I, to, to, to be honest with you, I, I believe that we have uh, a clear – that we've found clear evidence of collusion, corruption, um, suppression of evidence in one particular trial – between the Department of Justice and the judge that oversaw that trial, as well as uh, particular witnesses that were testifying. And we have the documentation. The documentation itself is still under court seal, uh, so it's under protective order. So we have to subpoena that. We have to file for request, hopefully get that, and then overlay those documents with the video discoveries that we've made and then and then the weaponization committee is going to have to, or one of the other committees, is going to have to subpoena these these uh, 
characters, maybe even the judge himself. I have uh, said this for years. You don't want big government because if the government is the criminal, who do you go to? Uh, I have been in a court case against the government. If the government decides to Mm -hmm. say pound sand, pound sand, you cannot fight against the federal government. You know, very, very few could afford it, right. let alone uh, what they if they just want to say, nope, sorry, national security. Well, wait, that, but that's my case. That's my life. Mm-hmm. You don't get it. Yeah. We've had a couple of victories, though, there ha- in these in these trials, there have been a couple of victories that uh, that have shown that we can if the, if the evidence is strong enough, we can break through. And the biggest thing that people can do to help just the average person listening right now. I, I still go back to sunlight is the best disinfectant. We have to speak louder. People have to not be afraid, afraid. This judge, Kelly, the proud boys judge, he said the quiet part out loud last week during the sentencing of one of the other proud boys. He said, your behavior, your words now will suppress other people's desire to participate in the first amendment process he said that on the record oh oh, absolutely (laughs) in the first amendment process he said (laughs) yeah in in the in the absolutely your your actions your behavior where your words will now put fear in other americans to participate in the process well i think it's uh i think it's I think it's worked. I think there's a lot of people. I know I won't go to Washington, D.C., only because um, I don't think you can get a fair trial there. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. As long as I get a fair trial, well, I don't think you get a fair trial at all in Washington, D.C. And that, that has to change. That has to change. I wish I didn't have to go, but I'll be there Monday. Good. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Back in just a minute, James wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens. He said, uh, Suki is a victim of a stroke due to a reaction to a rattlesnake vaccine. Since that time, she's recovered, but had some of the remnants of her debilitating attack to her system. Ever since then, she would lay on her side and never lay with her head erect. Within three days of taking rough greens, she lays on her bed, head proudly erect, and she looks beautiful. She wants to play tug of war again. It's her favorite game. We lost that after the rattlesnake bite. Thank you, Rough Greens. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. Everything's been cooked out of it and sterilized. Uh, You want the green stuff. The folks at Rough Green are so confident that your dog's going to love it that they will give you the first trial bag for free. All you have to do is go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. They'll give you that trial bag free. All you have to pay for is shipping. It'll come quickly to your door, feed it to your dog, and then over time, watch the difference. I saw it in my dog. Um, uh, Stu's seen it in his dog as well. All you pay for is shipping for the first trial bag, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33, roughgreens.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I'm anxious to see what... uh what he uh, does with his exclusive that should be coming maybe in a couple of weeks um, uh, on January 6th, it would have to be 
I mean, it would have to be Joe Biden hiding in the hush, uh, the bushes with audio going, <laughs> hey, no, seriously, not a joke. Go in there. And, you know, I mean, right. because the press will not cover fairly anything that is said about this because the case to get Donald Trump is part of this. So the press is not going to discredit anything. No. And and look, the the public opinion type stuff that is going to be really hard to move on, on a situation like that. You're going to really have to have crystal clear evidence. Um, it's important for us to know the truth, whether it moves the public or not, frankly. And that's not necessarily, oh, yeah. I, I want to know the truth, whether one other person believes it or not. Um, but it's going to be hard. I mean, it's, people have really calcified opinions on this, and it's going to be difficult to move people. And course, it's really there's a two year effort to make it so. All right. It's really important that every time you talk about it, you make sure you lead with or you insert. You know, my feelings on this hasn't it hasn't changed. Bad guys doing bad things in the Capitol that day was a disgrace. Now, I don't think that was the vast majority of people in there, but there were some really bad actors breaking the windows and everything else. That's clear cut, clear cut with those people. But what has changed is we now believe, many of us believe that there was some sort of government mm, collusion or they at least knew beforehand and did nothing about it. Okay, so an act of omission is the baseline, I think. Uh, and then you have just too many unanswered questions where people have their phones and their faces right on camera and they couldn't find them for some reason. And they're not even looking for them. And these were major instigators. Major. What is your thought and this may be too long of a question for the time we have remaining here, but what's your thought on, on motivation? Why, why would the government do these things? To get exactly what they have now. You can discredit. You can call a, a half the country terrorists. Uh, you can start going after people. You can make them afraid. If your opponent is afraid to engage in the free speech uh, of, of peaceful, which this was not, of peaceful demonstrations, um, you've got a real problem. Look at what has happened to our society once you could burn a city down to the ground and there were no repercussions. Okay? It's the exact opposite. Some crazies go in with a bunch of grandmas and the grandmas get arrested. Uh, wait, what? It's bone chilling for the average American. Well, there was someone who has, you know, over the past decade or so has saying, been saying, hey, make sure no matter what they do, you don't uh, react to it because uh, they will use it against you. If there's only a host out there that maybe blabbed on endlessly about it for a decade, maybe we could have avoided some of these things. Your Honor, I uh, <laughs> request that that's <laughs> entered into the program. record. <laughs> okay, let me tell you about Jace Medical. I've talked to you about getting their antibiotic prescription five of the biggest antibiotics that you could have at your house in case of an emergency, you know, shortage, or I use it on vacation. I just take it with us, you know, in our suitcase. And when a kid starts coming down with something, we just give him some antibiotics after we call our doctor. And he says, you know, start the flight of antibiotics and then we'll, we'll see them when they get home. Uh, it is really, really great. Now 
Now you can save more than $360 by getting your life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus an additional discount by using the promo code BECK. Uh, it is really good to have these things uh, available at your house just in case of a breakdown. JaceMedical.com. J-A-S-E Medical.com. JaceMedical.com. Go there now. entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program hello america everybody says the economy is doing fine well when i say everybody uh, i say everybody who's in this administration or at the top of the very top of the ladder running giant corporations that keep getting the money and the bailouts and everything else the economy is not fine Give your wallet the test. How you doing on bills every month? What you could afford to spend in a month, that money is gone in a week now. Why, if the economy is doing so well? Because they're not measuring the things that you actually purchase. We're going to get into this tonight on my Blaze TV special, but we're going to talk a little bit about the economy and what's headed our way in 60 seconds. Time to fight back against the woke mob and what they have planned for this country. We fight with our vo- uh, our voices, our votes. We fight with our dollars. That's why I want you to consider switching to Patriot Mobile. Look, this is entry level kind of stuff. This is, you know, I want to do something, but I don't know what, and I don't want to get too involved. This is the entry level for you standing up for yourself. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks. You're getting the same coverage you're accustomed to, but unlike the big mobile companies, they're not sending your money to fund leftist causes. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're letting the nation know that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military when they're run right, our veterans, and our first responder heroes. That's right. That's where Patriot Mobile sends their money instead of Planned Parenthood, which if you're on Verizon. Again, this is base entry level. You want to do something? This is the easiest thing you can do. Switch today and get free activation. Use the offer code BECK. It's patriotmobile.com slash BECK. Patriotmobile.com slash BECK. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Patriotmobile.com slash BECK. More and more Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Credit card debt is skyrocketing, as is the APR. It's your finance. When you have a low um, interest rate on any mortgage, that's why you are, you know, lock them down. Um, the reason why people lose their houses and everything else, if they haven't locked down their interest rate, is when interest rate goes up, so does your bill. And you know this. 
it's your credit card. If you are, if you're using your credit card now, chances are that you are paying north of 20% interest. I mean, that's almost loan shark kind of stuff. We're getting into really bad interest rates that you'll have a very hard time paying off. So why is the interest rate on your credit card going up? Well, a couple of reasons. Um, One, I think the credit card companies are, uh, especially with big purchases, they do not want to be holding the bag. Uh, I have a, um, and I only tell you this story because I think it is a marker in time, okay? And we'll show you where we are. I have the American Express black card. I've had it forever. It's the Centurion card. I've had it for, what, 25 years, Stu? I built the blaze on that credit card, okay? Everything we bought was on my black card. We have spent millions of dollars as a company on that black card, okay? And it has to be paid off every month. I've never missed a payment, never had a problem, and literally, I built the blaze on that credit card. Almost every piece of equipment, every camera, everything, was put on that credit card for two decades. I go and I try to buy something uh, in, um, what are you looking at? Two Stuart? decades? The place hasn't been around for two decades. Has it? God, am I that old? No, but I've had it for two decades. Okay. So, so but you when built we were big building, parts of the company. Yeah, and, and yeah. when we were building the studios in New York City and everything else. I'm sorry. Okay. You, you make me feel old. Okay, sorry. Uh, so I was in London and we put our London trip on it. Now, the thing with a black card is there's no spending limit. Okay. You can spend. Now they say that about every American Express. There's no preset spending limit, yeah. but that's not true, that's not true. for me and, 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 and the average person. And, uh, they may call and say, Hey, is this you? <laughs> Did yeah. Did you just put a Ferrari I, on the card? Yeah. yeah I, they'll, they'll call you for certain things. I'm I sure. just bought a control room. Yes, it's me. <laughs> right. Okay. So, but they don't, they don't do it. They don't do anything. So I put my London trip on my credit card. It's a normal vacation. Normal vacation. I went and bought something in London and they uh, let me, they they took it. And then I went to go get an extra suitcase because, you know, we were bringing gifts home and stuff like that. And my credit card was denied. And we call American Express and we're like, we're trying to spend like $200 and you're rejecting our card. Well, you've, you've spent a lot. Y- yes. Yes, we have. We, we went on vacation. We, we're staying at a nice hotel and yes, we've had nice dinners out and we've spent a lot. Well, it's getting a little high. <laughs> I said, have you look at your computer? Have you seen, I bought whole control rooms and everything else on this credit card. Yes. Have you also noticed I have an A-plus rating? I've never missed a payment. Yes. So why are you calling me now, rejecting the $200 suitcase? Well, you'll have to make uh, some sort of a payment. Okay, so wait a minute. I have this card because I can put everything on it, and it's not a problem. But now, because I'm trying to buy a $200 suitcase, you want me to make a payment with my bank with a six-hour time difference, and I'm in London. Not real convenient. Well, you'll have to make a payment. 
Okay, so my wife, how much? They told us, transferred the funds. Done. Then it's rejected again. Now, I'm, I'm standing in line at this stupid suitcase store just <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. And uh, it's rejected again. The next lady says, no, you have to pay it all off. I said, wait a minute. Hang on just a second. What kind of crappy ass credit card company are you where I put it on a credit card? I'm away for two weeks. The payment date hasn't even come through. And you want me to pay it off halfway through the month? Are you out of your mind? Why do I have this credit card? Why don't I just go electronically transfer money to the hotel and everything else? Well, it's just, you know, we just, it's a little concerning. Are you kidding me? Now, here's the thing. This is why I say this. I believe that the credit card companies don't want to be holding the bag. I believe they're jacking up the rates. They're, they're uh, also uh, limiting things because they don't want to be sitting there if something goes wrong and they're holding the bag for it. I, I, that's the only explanation I can come up with. It was, I've never seen anything like that from American Express. And then you add on the information that these rates are going up for everybody. For everybody. And, and it's, it it's going to get much worse. So, you've, so you have the interest rates. Now, why are the interest rates going up? The interest rates are going up because of the Fed. If I hear one more person say, oh, you know what? I think the Fed's doing a good job. Are you out of your mind? They're now playing firefighter to their own arsony. Our arsonist moves. What was it? Arson? Arson. Yeah, they were the arsonists. They set fire to everything. And now they come in a truck and you're like, oh, thank goodness they're here. And what they're doing is trying to uh, make it so you don't have money to spend. You don't have a job. Because the, the government is spending $2 trillion in credit. Okay, you think your credit card's bad? $2 trillion on credit. Okay, so you can't rein in inflation because somebody who's a bigger spender than Elon Musk is is racking up a bill on our government credit cards every year of $2 trillion. And no bank is calling them and saying, hey, hey, hang on just a second. Hang on. Can you, before you buy that set of luggage, can you make a payment on this? Nobody's calling the government. The banks are enabling this. The rich are getting richer. The reason why they say, Everybody on TV, you know, the economy is doing fine. No, it's not. Have you been to a grocery store? Have you bought eggs and milk? Have you been to the gas station? Standing there, what was it, Saturday, and I look at $100 to fill my car, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And everything is fine. Do you know who's getting rich on gas right now? 
You know, we we punished uh, we punished the uh, the Russians, right? Because they they have to have this money. Really, do you know why oil is now surging right now? The reason why oil is surging, the reason one of the reasons why you're paying more for gasoline is because the Russians cut back on their supply. So the Russians are not producing as much as they were, intentionally driving the price of oil up. The Saudis have joined them in that. Now, if I'm a country that I depend on oil and I got to sell my oil or I'm going to be bankrupt, I don't cut back on the supply. I sell as much as I possibly can. Especially if Saudi Arabia is going to do that. Great. Let them come down, drive it up to $110 a barrel, and then I'll, I'll come in and I'll, I'll sell it for $95 or $100 a barrel. Nope. Our, our petroleum reserve is now at the lowest level since 1983. So we don't have the ability to just release a whole bunch of oil. At the meantime, we are going into electric cars. Electric cars. Electric cars where we don't have the cobalt. That's in Africa. But Africa already has those mines and those, those pits purchased by China. China has the rest of it. We are doing things to our own country to kill our own economy. Trump just came out and said the auto industry will collapse because of these electric vehicles. They are doubling down on the number of vehicles, but the price is unreasonable. The price is not something. Oh, you know, do you see Tesla? Tesla just came out with, uh, you know, their cars and they're, they're reducing them 25,000. Oh, so everybody can go out and buy a $75,000 car. Oh, okay. Okay, well, problem solved. It's also now creating a problem with any environmental benefit that was supposed to come. Uh, new research shows that uh, electric vehicles become eco-friendly after somewhere between 30 and 70,000 miles. Now, sometimes it's even higher than that, but somewhere between 30 and 70,000 miles is like the break-even point if you care about whatever benefit they're supposed to give. The problem, though, is that these subsidies are encouraging people to turn over and buy new cars faster. So they're now buying the car before they even get to the break-even point. So these families are buying electric vehicles that are environmentalists thinking they're helping, buying new ones thinking they're helping even more, and actually they're even worse than the fossil fuel car that they left. Stu, so what, what was the car of the dictator? Do you remember there was that little teeny car that was made? It wasn't the Zill. Yeah. It was made in the Soviet Union, and now they're everywhere because they made the body yeah. out of something that will not degrade and cannot be reused. Okay, I can't remember, you remember the name that. Of it. I you know do what remember I'm talking the story about? that we yeah. watched a documentary or something. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. It. yeah. Um, and it's, it's this crazy thing. I think that's what we're going to be with with. Cars, electric cars, electric cars. Mm. because once the battery is out, what are you going to do? 
You're going to you're going to spend almost the same amount on a battery to replace all the batteries as you would on a new car. No, you're going to buy a new car if you can afford a new car. Mm -hmm. What happens to all of those batteries? What happens to them? Where, Where do they go? I mean, there's just there is no thinking at all. We're going to do a chalkboard tonight. You will understand the economy, hopefully in ways you have never understood it before. You don't want to miss it. Tonight, 9 p.m., Blaze TV. When Robert uh, Kiyosaki, um, the guy behind uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, do you remember that book? It yeah, was yeah. so good. It was a big book, yeah. When he, say, when he sounds the alarm, well, you might want to pay attention a little bit. Stock market might seem all rosy, but who is footing the bill? As Biden raised the debt ceiling, Wall Street celebrated, but it's you who are paying the price. Our national debt is rising uh, faster than any of the global temperatures that make it the hottest summer of all time. Precious metals like gold or silver. Our forefathers believed in their stability. Our central banks believe in that stability all over the world, except for America. Central banks are pouring in gold and silver. Why? Because it lasts as we navigate through these choppy waters of economic unpredictability, Goldline is offering a solid anchor. This uh, this week, for Labor Day, still this week, they're saluting the unyielding American tenacity with a deal that is nothing short of monumental. For every tube of the quarter-ounce Mayflower rounds in your that you do in gold that you secure, Goldline will gift you not only 25 Mayflower rounds in silver, but also we'll toss in another 25 in copper absolutely free. That's a grand total of 50 bonus coins. Keep in mind, the special is not uh, not meant for IRAs, but don't let this deal pass you by. Pick up the phone and call them now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Glenn, last night I did a show on Studios America about the out-of-the-control situation we have fiscally as well. I think maybe you could be a good partner to your show tonight. But the new uh, projections for next year have the deficit doubling to $2 trillion. We mentioned it briefly yesterday, but the details on it are crazy. This is from Brian Riedel, who's a budget expert. 7.6% of GDP budget deficit has been exceeded only during the depths of World War II, the Great Recession, and the pandemic. Deficits didn't even hit these heights during the Great Depression, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, or the Reagan defense buildup. Obviously, these things are supposed to go down, down. during peace and prosperity, mm-hmm. right? It's unprecedented in U.S. history during pr- peace and prosperity times. He says, um, the U.S. has behaved like a short-sighted subprime borrower using low interest rates to make massive new borrowing commitments, except the debt commitments were forever, but the interest rates were short-term adjustable rates. He was on my show, I don't know, a year or a year and a half ago when the rates were still low, saying exactly this thing. If at at the very least, all we could do here is take the debt we have and lock it into long-term debt, Mm -hmm. which would make the rates go up slightly, but would lock it in for a long period of time. Because if these rates go up on the short-term side, we're screwed. Screwed. And 
And everybody he, knows it. And nobody's telling you that. He warned about it that day. He's been blabbing about it forever, as he will tell you. They didn't do it. The rates went up. And now we're looking at what may be in less than a decade, $4 trillion a year in deficits. There's no way we can handle that. There's no way. You saw what happened with no, just can, the extended bar. Uh, we can walk and chew gum. We can do. No, we can't. We can be two we can't trillion. Walk or chew gum. We're bad at all of it. <laughs> just to put this number into perspective, if you earned a dollar per second, twenty-four seven, three sixty-five, a dollar per second, that would be thirty-one million dollars a year. Okay. To make a trillion dollars, it would take you 31,688 years. At a dollar a second, $30 million a year, you're 31,000 years away from, from making a trillion. We are $2 trillion over budget this year. And how are we going to tax our way through that? There's no way. You cannot no. tax your way out of that. There is no solution like that. I mean, there's nothing. There's no way to do it, really. I mean, no, certainly no politically plausible way to do it. You want to start raising uh, tax rates to 40, 50, 60% on middle class borrowers? You could start to at least make a dent. You, middle class people who earn 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a year, you want to wipe them out with all the taxes? I, I mean, the economy is going to collapse, but you can at least make some of the numbers work on a spreadsheet. But uh, they're, of course, they're not going to do that. No. They're, they're going to go after evil rich people and get one-tenth of one percent of what they need and, gonna, and brag about it. And you run out of people's money because as prices go up, they print more money. And then you go broke. They have to have a new program for you, which means they print more money. You feel the pain. You won't support a politician that won't say, I'll take away your pain by giving you even more. They print more money. Program. If you're a gun owner these days, you probably should be. You have a responsibility to be pr- proficient in your shooting. That means practice, practice, practice. Uh, it's a fun way to spend the afternoon, but spend comes to mind every time I think of going to the range. It costs so much money ammunition costs and ammunition availability i don't want to waste it but i want to keep good at being a good shot mantis x is here it is a high-tech easy to use system widely used by the military helps you improve your shooting quickly you attach it to your firearm connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via bluetooth then when you're when you're firing actual rounds or even just dry fire practice It'll give you instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct it. It shows you on the screen in real time. It's amazing. 94% of the shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. It's like having, uh, you know, an instructor right in your front pocket. Start improving today. Get yours now. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. Tonight, back-to-back, Studios America and Glenn TV. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. We, uh, we have a great show planned for you tonight on the economy. And uh, there's several things that are going on. Main thing is your dollar is being devalued. 
People keep saying prices keep going up. No, your dollar keeps going down in value. That's what's happening. Some things are more expensive to produce or to ship, but it's not completely out of whack that would would make your eggs do what your eggs are doing and, and you know, make uh, all the things that you're used to just going out and having be this kind of expense. There's another thing that is happening, and it is also caused by the government. A giant grocery store, Southeast Washington, D.C., removed all of the brands like Advil, Coldgate, Tide from its shelves. They don't they won't carry them anymore. Um, They are also requiring people to show your receipt to a security guard as you leave the store. The manager said, we want to continue to be able to serve the community, but we can't do so at the level of significant loss or risk to our associates that we have today. I don't want to do this. I'd like to sell those products. But in reality, I stock those products and within two hours, they're gone. They're not on the shelf anyway. We have seen tenfold increase of theft in the last five years alone. Incredible. I, I'm telling you, Glenn, that we are not far away from you needing to scan a card to get into a store. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there, there are these, these stores that you may have seen them in airports mm-hmm. where they're Amazon branded stores mm-hmm. and you can you scan a card to get in and you walk in, you take whatever you want off the shelf and you walk out and it charges you. You don't actually go through a cash register with a person. They're, you know, it's like this yep. high tech thing. And uh, I think we're going to get to the point where these stores just going to that approach where you can't enter the store without scanning the card. Therefore, if you start stealing stuff, they can charge the card. I mean, I really think we're going to get there because you're going to almost have to, it's almost like paying admission. It's almost like buying a ticket to get into a right. friggin' store. And imagine, imagine what that will do if you, in, if you also include social credit scores. <laughs> you have to have we're, a card in going a black in mirror everywhere. Episode, yeah. I mean, at that point. It's bad. It's true. And and they I mean and again, you know, to go down further down this rabbit hole, you get to a, a central bank digital currency where they can program who buys what and what product, uh, what things can be purchased and who's allowed to purchase them, who's allowed in those stores in the first place. Certainly other countries have already gone down this route. Places like China. And look, I know we're different than China, but we seem to have have an affinity yeah, for their approach in far too many ways. Lately. Yeah, we do. Um, you also have the uh, Minneapolis residents now saying they feel helpless because the streets have become so violent. Well, that's what happens, Minneapolis, when you put a city council in that wants to reimagine your police department. The All of these things that are costing you money, costing you uh, stress, costing your lifestyle and feeling safe, all of that stuff. This is all brought on by the left. All of it. When will America say, I've had enough of the experimentation? I've had enough. This guinea pig died a long time ago. I think the experiment is over. By the way, did you know that yesterday um, we... we we were told by Russia not to put any nuclear missiles over in Great Britain again. Because we're spending 
all kinds of money hardening all of the bases in London and in Europe because we're moving nukes there. Do you remember how bad the nuke thing was back in the 70s and the 80s in Great Britain? Everybody was protesting, get these bombs out of our country. We're now putting them back. And Russia said yesterday, if we actually put them there, they will see that as a major escalation in the war. So uh, let me ask you. How we doing? (laughs) How we doing? I don't think you want the answer to that question. 75,000 illegal immigrants have been flagged as having possible ties to terrorism in just the last year. That's according to the Border Patrol. 75,000 have been flagged possible terrorist connections. What do you think's coming? What do you think's coming? How is this going to work out for your kids? There is only one answer, and it is God. Turn back to God. That is the only thing that will save us. I'm telling you, we should, we should all go through a 12-step program. As a nation, we should go through a 12-step program. We are powerless over this problem. Everything we've tried has only made it worse. So we are out of control. And there's no end in sight. There's got to be a higher power than the one we're worshiping right now. And only that higher power, the highest power, can restore any kind of sanity, gang, we are going to we're going to be remembered in many ways that the German people were remembered. Hopefully we will not go down that far. But we are going to be remembered for the insanity. Our schools are teaching what? Our our children are learning that mom and dad Maybe I should rat on mom and dad because they don't believe what the teacher believes. Your children can be taken away. They're now in, uh, I think it's Washington, D.C. I'd have to look this story up, so don't take this. You'll have to look it up yourself. But the Daily Caller is reporting that now jurors are being dismissed because they're conservative Christians. Our, our, Our president is under how many indictments except the got the current sitting president is fine what the hell we've gone insane so how are we going to restore sanity well first of all don't say anything that the rest of the inmates are saying recognize that you may be the only sane person in the sanitarium so if they're all like Men can have babies. Men can have babies. Men can have babies. Men can have babies. Don't say it. That's an inmate in the sanatorium. And look to something solid and never changing. Why is gold the gold standard? It's it's not. I mean, it could be anything. 
It could be anything. It could be, you know, cobalt. But gold was the first and the last. Every, you know, we've tried all kinds of different things, but gold is universally recognized as a storage of value, and it has been since the dawn of man. Okay. So what are we doing with printing and now a new CBDC, a central bank digital currency? We Wait, we don't trust the government, so let's give the government our banks and all of our money, and they will tell us how we can spend it? Are you out of your mind? You've gone insane. You've gone insane. We can't afford what we're doing right now. And yet, we know there's a threat on the horizon from China. We know that. I don't want to get into a war ever with China or Russia. But if they bring it, we're going to have to fight it. But we, can't, we don't have the people. Our, we can't recruit the people because man can have babies, man can have babies, man can have babies. We know what this president has done in Afghanistan. You want this team that can't admit that that was a problem? I mean, you want to talk about man of babies. Afghan was a success. Afghan withdrawal is a success. Afghan withdrawal is a success. It's the babblings of an inmate. So we can't afford it. You don't want these guys doing it. And yet we're picking a fight with Russia. Anybody notice how this ended for Russia the first time around? What did we do? We roped them into a spending war. Got to keep and We're going to increase. You know, we have Star Wars. He didn't have Star Wars. We have Star Wars. We have lasers going to just knock them out. Now, what are they doing to us? And we're not building anything. It's not like we're spending ourselves into oblivion because we're going to have a missile shield. We're not building a missile shield. We're not building anything. We're giving it away to a corrupt country. Ukraine's not correct. Ukraine's not corrupt. Ukraine's not corrupt. No, 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 no. They're trustworthy. They're trustworthy. They're trustworthy. Okay. I, for one, would like to check out of the asylum. Uh, the asylum is it's a nice place. Sure, I like the, the minty green walls here and the cage on the windows. But I, I think I, I'd like to get out now. Don't say the insanity. Don't repeat it. Make sure you stand against it. I'm sorry. I just, I just have to say, I, I'm going to excuse myself from, from this conversation for a minute. Because what you guys are saying is insane. And someday, because if this kind of conversation doesn't stop, we will destroy ourselves and everything we built. And what I'm telling you right now is eternal truth. And it will reset. I just don't want to help burn my country down by standing here silently. Sorry. I like people. I even disagree with you, but I even like you. I'd hate to see you, you know, die of starvation or whatever is coming. <laughs> I'm checking out.
Glenn's very fun at parties. Oh. Mm. Always invited for the right reasons. Yeah. But it's true. You have to be able to stand up and say these things. You know, I had some question with, or a conversation with my son the other day about like, you know, how as he gets older, his friends will probably gossip and say bad things about other people in his class, you know, maybe, you know, girls in his class or whatever. And like, you know, you do not participate in that. But also, like, if it's around you, you need to find a way to not even be in the presence of it, right? Like, you need to be the person who says either, like, stop saying that or remove yourself completely if you can't bring yourself to do that. Because it's hard. It's hard to do that. But at the very least, you need to not be participating Correct. and therefore approving Correct. of what's going on Don't around you. Don't stand there silently. And I feel like a lot of adults could could use that as well. Oh, yeah. That's and, you know, what I taught my son, same thing I taught my son, but I told him to be a man, you protect those that cannot protect themselves. Mm -hmm. You stand up for the weak. You stand up for people mm -hmm. who are being bullied. It's vital. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't do it a lot. You know, as a kid, I'm like, okay, missed opportunity, dude. What, what were you doing? Um, he is now. Mm -hmm. He is now. And that is vital that you teach your children. Don't teach your children, don't get involved. Teach your children, stand up for the weak and the oppressed. Stand up for the little guy against the bully. Yeah, you might get a fat lip. But at least you stood your ground. Back in a minute. Let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. Not that anything is happening that you would, you know need some sort of you know food insurance you know you're like oh i gotta get the i gotta get the you know the freeze-dried food out of the basement that's never gonna happen may i recommend my patriot supply nothing's gonna happen nothing's gonna happen we're all gonna be fine mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um for those of you not in the mint green walls in the cage on the windows let me tell you that you can save two hundred dollars on your three-month emergency food kit from my patriot supply Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals, offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. I will tell you, I, I went uh, to the factory, and it was the day they were making uh, maple-flavored oatmeal freeze-dried. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was so good. And I, I stood there next to 1,000 pounds of powdered chocolate pudding and i thought i'm never leaving here anyway you can get all this great food mypatriotsupply.com mypatriotsupply.com go there now this is the glenn Beck program You know what I'd like to see? I would I would really like to see the Republicans start selling all of the buildings in Washington, D.C. You know, 75% are empty. 75% of government buildings, because they're not coming back to work, even though the president offered, or I mean, uh, issued a dictate, you got to come back to work. 75% still working from home. Incredible. I don't know how we get past this. Oh, I, I think we sell the buildings. Yeah, but again, what is that? That is a 
probably what the U.S. government should do. It should be smaller. There's a lot of uh-huh. unused uh-huh. buildings even before COVID. Yeah, I think we but, I think we sell all of the buildings except for a couple. And then when the next president comes in, oh, you're working? Okay, you're all in that business, in that building. All the rest of you, beat it. Well, first of all, I think we should be, you're right. Let's, I mean, I'll, I'm in for like renting out a wing of the White House that we're not using, honestly. If, we're, if people are getting in and putting cocaine all over it anyway, I guess we don't need the yeah, security. I mean, yeah, who cares? But, but how did, what does this mean to the commercial market? I mean, we're- Oh my gosh. If you, if you get to the point where we're, not only we're selling them, but so many people, I mean, half of Manhattan is just empty. What do you do? This All these leases were long-term. At the end of the lease, there's no one to take the next lease. What happens? Companies are turning their building keys back to the bank. Nobody wants to finance them. Nobody wants to do business with these big buildings that are sitting empty. That shoe is going to drop. The Glenn Beck Program.